Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Y'all bless the Lord up in here. And amen. There are a whole lot of things. Have a history of wearing out and stopping. They don't work no more. <laughs> but I thank God that the blood, the blood, it still works. Amen, amen. Happy homecoming, everybody. Amen. It's, this is a wonderful day, isn't it? Isn't it a wonderful day? God, God is gracing us, and we are not going to try, and we're going to move right along. Amen. He's graced us to hold the rain back, and we just thank God for that. And we're just going to move forward. I'm so happy to welcome all who have come home today. Uh, those of you who have come especially home for homecoming, just stand here. Amen, and just stopping in at home, we just thank God. Amen, amen. Thank God for you. It's glad to have you home today. We've got other people who have come today. I've learned that during this pandemic season, we have grown. <laughs> we've got, got people from everywhere. We've got, we've got Salem folk everywhere. I was talking with some people yesterday from Michigan uh, who, who were with us every Sunday. Where are you? Somebody, if you're out here, stand, stand up. Yeah, them Michigan, our Michigan members. Amen, amen, amen. We just thank God for doing. It's preaching time. Amen. It's preaching time. Amen. I'm just so happy to be in this setting. I, I was sitting there thinking, you know, they say trees live a long time. Trees live hundreds and hundreds of years. I believe some of these trees out here are probably saying, I remember hearing that before. I remember hearing folk praise God like that. I remember that. They, they are still here praising the name of the Lord. And I thank God for being out here praising his name today. I'll speak to this. History of this church is the number of leaders that have come right out of this church, national leaders that were born, raised right here in this church. That's going to be a part of our history. I want to see that open Heritage Hall. There have been so many leaders of so many churches, so many places, that come right out of Salem Church. That is to be celebrated. That is to be celebrated. One of those leaders is our preacher for today, Pastor Jerry Forrest Hutchins, Bishop. Jerry Forrest Hutchins, born and raised. Y'all bless the Lord. Born and raised right here. Very much a part of the history of this church. And it brought so much notoriety. First time I ever heard of Salem Church. I heard it because of Pastor Jerry Hutchins. And a youth convention, the very first youth convention that this state ever held. They elected their first president of the youth convention. That tells you how long ago it been. Of the youth convention, the very first state president of the General Missionary Baptist Convention, youth convention, was from right here in Salem Church. Uh, Pastor Jerry Forrest Hutchins. Amen. Did I lose something? <laughs> okay, I'm good. Uh, but he was the very first and has brought so much notoriety and so carried this name of Salem everywhere he's gone and others 
have done the same thing. So he's going to come to us today. Uh, Hutchins, we're going to ask him, uh, the leader of Kingdom Now, wonderful, wonderful ministry, doing a marvelous job there. And when he leaves here, he's going over there now. But we got him to come by here earlier today, and we thank God for that. Lord, I want to live for thee every day and every hour. Let your spirit be with us now in its saving power. Yes.
Well, clap your hands and give God praise today, everybody. Come on, we can do better than that. So very grateful are we for this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, I'm probably the most disliked person on this campus right now. Because Pastor Haynes ain't preaching. <laughs> but I've been disliked before. But I'm grateful. Even when Pastor Haynes asked me, I said, Pastor Haynes, it's homecoming. People come home to hear the pastor preach. He said, well, I'm old enough now, and I can ask you to come. So I'm here, and I appreciate it. I grew up in this church, for those of you that don't know, I preached my initial sermon in that building right there, before it had bricks on it, baptized in a little pool that was hole in the ground they built to baptize us, got saved in this building at least twice. around here a long time other brought me to this church we come here on first and third Sundays well at that time it was just third Sunday and then it went first and third and then we go to Shiloh on the second Sunday as I grew we still have service here first and third Harold and Gregory and I, we would load in the car on 2nd and 4th, and we would just make a rotation around the city, around the state even. We'd go between Salem, Apple First, Fairfield, wherever there was anybody preaching, we'd make our way there. Many Sunday evenings we'd spend going to choir anniversaries where they sang A and B selection until they got too late and then they cut it down to an A selection. Gave me my chance to bootleg my call to preach. I would MC programs all over the city. I would sit there while the choir would be singing and I'd take notes. Once they finished singing, I'd throw in a little three-minute sermon. God's been good to me. Grateful. Grandmother, mother, aunts, uncles, that cemetery there holds a lot for me. Coming to Salem this morning is an honor that I can't begin to express the gratitude that I feel today. To see my cousins, if you're related to me, raise your hand if you're related to me. Amen. It used to be a time when I would come to Salem and say, if you're related to me, it was everybody. Good to see my sister here today. Bless you. Cousins, God bless you. We've been through a lot. 
for a lot, but God has been faithful. If I was crazy, I'd do a charge to keep I have a God to glorify. Gave his son my soul to save and fit it for the sky. Serve this present age, my calling to fulfill. Oh, may it all. My power engaged to do my master's will. I do that, but y'all don't know it. Y'all too contemporary. I'm not going to be crazy today. Second Corinthians chapter number one and verse number 10. It's an interesting verse. One that I have placed in my spirit and is dear to me. Paul writes here to the Corinthian church. Second Corinthians 1 and 10. He says, who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver us in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us his homecoming the text says who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver us in whom we trust that he will deliver us. I'm going to read it one more time because it, it makes me happy just reading it. It says, who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver. In whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. I want to tag it with a title. He has, he does, and he will. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it. It's, it's right there in the text. You know, I talk to preachers a lot of time, and they struggle to find the outline for the sermon. The sermon, the outline is in the text. He has, he does, and he will. And with all that has gone on, especially these past three years, I encourage you to make this a subject and a vital part of your life that you live saying, he has. He does. And he will. Make it your testimony. He has. He does. And he will. I'm glad we're outside because I'm, I might get happy. I can run the kingdom now. He has. He does. He will. He has is past tense. Yeah. 
He does is present tense. He will is future tense. And if you say that long enough, you will start feeling better. I don't care where you are. He has. I don't need everybody. I need about five people who will get excited. He has. He does. And he will. He has. He does. And he will. He has. He does. And he will. He has. Does. And he will. Paul is our writer of this text. He's writing to the Corinthian church. Corinthian church of the Bible is probably the closest example to the contemporary church of today. They were a very carnal church. And they gave their apostle Paul a lot of problems. Paul was constantly having to rebuke and chastise the Corinthians. Paul had gone to Corinth during his second missionary journey. And that was when the church was established and he stayed there for 18 months. That's according to Acts 18 and 11. You need to keep your Bibles open because we're going to go to scripture. So he stayed there 18 months preaching and teaching the word. And when he left Corinth, he later received word of how carnal the church had become. He could not go back and talk to them, so he wrote them a letter. He was in Ephesus at that time, and the letter that he wrote is not in our Bible. It is referred to as the lost letter. That's what theologians call it, the lost letter. He wrote them what is now called the lost letter, and he wrote it to address some of the problems that they were having. We do not know that the letter, what the letter had told them, all we know is that the letter did say, stay away from sexually immoral people. We know that because in 1 Corinthians 5 and 9, it mentions that letter because there it says in 1 Corinthians 5 and 9, I wrote to you in my letter not to have dealings associate with sexually immoral people. We know that because in 1 Corinthians, he references the letter that he wrote to them. Now, when the Corinthians received Paul's first letter, the lost letter, they replied to him by letter. The letter that he got from them is the one he mentions in 1 Corinthians 7 and 1. Now concerning the matters about which you wrote to me. So he has written to them the lost letter. They write back to him. He writes back to them. This is worse than Facebook. He writes back to them. And when he writes back to them, that's where we get the book of 1 Corinthians. It's actually the third letter between the three, but it's 1 Corinthians. Now, after he sends them that letter, uh, he gets word again from Timothy because Timothy had gone to visit Corinth and 
came back to Ephesus and told Paul that the church is getting worse. What a sad commentary when the church gets worse. So Paul sends them another letter. Because Timothy has come to Ephesus and told Paul that the church is getting worse and worse every day. So Paul sends them another letter. That letter also is not in our Bibles. It's called the stern letter. By this time, Paul has become so frustrated with Corinth. And he said some things in that letter that were not appropriate to be put in the Bible. He's an apostle. But he said some stuff in that letter that were not apostolic. <laughs> he went off on Corinth in what we call the stern letter. And when they got that letter, there are some who said that they just ripped it up and said, we don't want to hear nothing else Paul has to say. Tell Paul, don't write us no more letters. But even after they said, don't write us no more letters, he sends them another letter. That's 2 Corinthians. And when he writes them 2 Corinthians, he says, I heard that y'all did not like what I said in the, in the last letter I wrote. And that you wanted me to come to see y'all. He says, it's for your own good that I didn't come. Because had I came, it would have been worse. But then he says in the letter that he writes to them, he says, I really am sorry about what I said. I shouldn't have been quite so stern with you. And he, 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 he really is having some problem with these Corinthians. They are bold. They are carnal. They don't even consider Paul to be a real apostle. In fact, the Corinthian church said if Paul is a real apostle, he would not be going through all he's going through. If God really called him and he's a true apostle, he wouldn't have to suffer like he's suffering. He ain't no apostle. So that's one of the reasons why Paul has to boast of his sufferings as he writes this 2 Corinthians. Because he's telling them, listen, yes, I go through. But I go through because I am called. My suffering is not a sign that I have not been called. It's an indication that I have been called. Because even though I go through all I go through, I'm still alive. Yeah, he, 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 they, they were saying that he, 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 he was, he was uh, going through too much stuff to really be an apostle of God. They had that Bildad and Zophar mentality. You remember Bildad and Zophar who said of Job, you're suffering because you've done something wrong. You know, you still got saints like that. You still got church folk like that. You still got people around you who say you're going through what you're going through because you just don't live right. Such a bad theology. So Paul wants them to know that suffering goes with the territory. 
Suffering goes with the Christian territory. If you're called of God, you're called to suffer. Have you read your Bibles lately? It says something to me like, many of the afflictions of the righteous. You got to read your Bible. Many of the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord, see, you got to keep reading. But the Lord shall deliver us out of them all. We don't cease to suffer because we're saved. But we trust in a God who can and will deliver us. So Paul writes to them and he says, he has, <laughs> he does, and he will. So let's look at the first part. He, 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 he has, he has, he has. Somebody say he has. Paul says, who deliver us from so great a death? Now, we don't know what death Paul was referring to. But we do know that there were times when Paul was so beat up and so taken advantage of, there was one time that they beat Paul so bad, they took him outside of the city and threw him against a wall thinking he was dead. But he got back up, went back into the same city and kept on preaching. So he say here that even though I've been through a whole lot of stuff, he has delivered. So he sits here at some desk writing to the Corinthians testifying of how God had delivered him from such a great death. There may be those in here today who have had some near death experiences. We just came through COVID, y'all. We've been near, how many folk, folk can say you've been near death recently? Look at all these people in here who raised their hands, said they've been near death. I've heard about some of y'all's testimonies. I heard how you almost died, but you're here today. And so you can say with me, he has. <sighs> Come back. I don't want y'all to touch your neighbor, but just, just lift your hands and say, he has, he has, he, 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 he has. God, I feel good today. I do. I feel good. I feel. Yes, <laughs> he has. He has. See, I know. I know. See, I know some of y'all. I know what you've been through. I see Ann sitting there. I know what you've been through. I see Joyce. I know what you've been through. But you can look back and say he has. He has. Some have survived cancer, some survived COVID, some survived accidents, but you're still here. I said you're still here. Others have survived emotional traumas that nearly took you out, but you're still here. Somebody live here and say, I'm still here. Through all that I have been through, I'm still here. Maybe it was a divorce. Maybe, 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 maybe a loss of a loved one. Maybe, maybe some bad news that left you feeling faint like you couldn't take it no more. You are still here. Last time I stood on this uh, parking lot and spoke, it was because of a funeral. But rather than lying in death, we are standing in deliverance. We are still here. We could have been dead. In fact, we should have been dead. But we're still here. Rather than a casket, we can have a celebration. 
rather than a home going, we having a home coming. Y'all ain't going to help me preach. Rather than being embalmed, we have been empowered. Rather than being viewed, we have standing in victory. Why? Because he has. I got to preach again at... He has. Look down your pew, down your chairs. Say he has. He has. He has. He has. There's nothing like the ministry of memory. Memory will make you shout. Memory will make you dance. Memory will make you run. I need about five people who got a good memory. You ain't suffering from spiritual Alzheimer's. You can look back over your life and see what God has done. It's called the ministry of memory. As you look back over your life and see what could have been, but it wasn't. The ministry of memory will push you to a place of praise. I tell people all the time, they say, I need a miracle. I say, you don't need a miracle, you need a memory. Because when you got a memory, you know you already got a miracle. I've got so many memories and so many miracles in my memory. It would take me all day to tell y'all about it. Y'all ain't got time to listen. The ministry of memory will read you your autobiography. And it will make you thank God for what he has done. Anybody here want to remember, just want to, just want to remember some things that God brought you through. Ministry of memory will let you look at your wounds and display them as a wonder. It will take your bruises and make you look at them as a blessing. Ministry of memory will let you look at your scars and see them as trophies. He has... Y'all help me. Say he has. That means he's made a way. He has opened doors. He has helped me. He has kept me. He has been my up by my side. He has saved me. He has delivered me. He has healed me. Somebody shout. Is there a noise ordinance in this city? Because I'm about to break the ordinance. He has. I know y'all say, why don't you just move on? Because my memory done got me stuck on he has. I can't stop thinking about what he's done for me. Every time I look back over my life. 
I get excited about what he has done. Paul does not just testify about what he has done. He also says, and he doth. King James translation, he doth. He doth. He's already mentioned that he has. And now he says he does. Almost like he does is fueled by what he has. He gets energy for, for, for he doth because he remembers that he has. In other words, this ain't the first time you got sick. Even though it is a second round of it. The second round can look back on the first round and say, he has and he doth. This ain't the first time you had a child that acted a fool. He has... And he doth. This ain't the first time your light bill got unpaid. He has. If you're trying to follow me with that camera, you're going to have to be moving. He doth. He has his past tense. He does is present. And I'm confident that he does because of the reputation he has. Let me just testify. I'm living on God's reputation. See, he has is your retrospection. He does is your observation. He has is what you saw. He does is what you see. He has is what you came through. He does is what you're coming through. I feel like I'm going to dance before I leave here. I don't think I've ever came to kingdom now, uh, to, to Salem and did not dance. So I ain't no need me starting today. See, what he has done ought to fuel your faith for what he's doing. He has his past retrospection. He does his present observation. Turn in your Bibles because I want, I want to show you something in, in, in Psalms 46 and verse 1. This is going to help us understand about the the does aspect of this. Psalm 46 and 1 said, God is our refuge and strength. And here's the, here, here, here's the does part. A very present help. A very present help in trouble. 
That word present does not just simply mean that he's there. The word means to be found sufficient. Not just present, but sufficiently present. It means to be enough. It means to be able. It means to be ready. It means that God is sufficient. He's enough. He's able and he's ready. Not just there. You know, some people can be there, but they, they might as well not be there. What, what are you facing in your life right now that has you concerned? What are you uh, facing that you can't seem to get out of? What's troubling you? talking to you. Paul says he doth deliver. Done before, he'll do it again. That's all he's saying. He did it before, he'll do it again. Did it before, he'll do it again. Did it before, he'll do it again. He did it before, he'll do it again. He has he does. He has his retrospection. He does his observation. But then Paul says that I'm done. In whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. He has. <laughs> he does. And he will. Again, he has his retrospection, does his observation, he will his expectation. Y'all don't, don't shout hard enough for me. He has his retrospection. He does his observation. He will his expectation. Anybody here got some expectations from God? I mean, are you expecting God to do something crazy, something wonderful, something magnificent? Anybody here? As he does, he will expect God to do something. And let me give y'all a testimony. I'm expecting God to do the unexpected. I know Gregory is a is a is a is an academic scholar. I know he would say that it is inappropriate to say you're expecting the unexpected. Because the two words contradict. Either you expect or you don't. So to say that you expect the unexpected is a contradiction of terms. So Gregory will probably pull me to the side after this and say, Bishop Hutchins, you shouldn't have said you expect the unexpected because that's a contradiction of terms. Well, I read my Bible. And my Bible tells me 
in Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him who is able to exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can ask or think. <laughs> so what does that mean? See, it, it seems like, it seems to me that the Bible could have just said he's able to do exceedingly. And that would have been enough. But it said exceedingly and abundantly. That should have been enough. But it went on to say and above all. What he's saying is he can do more than you can ask or think. You can't imagine it. You can't dream it. You can't think about it. What he's going to do in your life is above your imagination. Look down your seats and tell your neighbor to expect the unexpected. Because God can do exceedingly. Y'all help me out. Say exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all. Come on, y'all. Use your hands. Say exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all. Y'all too cute for me. Say exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all. I'll try this side. Exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all. What God will do is not limited to your imagination. He's going to blow your mind. I'll try this side again because that side don't like me. I say he's going to blow your mind. Do exceedingly. Abundantly. Won't he do it? God, I feel Baptist today. I said, won't God do it? He will make a way out of no way for you. He will put food on your table. He will put clothes on your back. Look down your chairs and say, neighbor, won't God do it? Say, won't God do it? Won't God do it? He's able. I'm done. I need about 15 people who ain't scared of asphalt to get on your feet and move your feet with me just a bit and say, God will do it. God will do it. God will do it. I told y'all I was going to dance. Why don't y'all just move around a little bit? Fist bump somebody and tell them, he has, he does, and he will. Y'all ain't fist bump nobody. Say he has, he does, and he will. I said he has, he does, and he 
Oh, bless his name. Oh, oh, bless. Oh, bless his name. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Oh, yeah. Like a good place. <laughs> Got enough old folk out here. Break out. The Lord will make a way. I remember that. I know the Lord will make a way. Yes. Based on what he's already done. He'll make a way. Somebody needed to hear this today. I know I did. Yeah, yeah, yes. Y'all help me. Y'all help me. I know the Lord. We'll make a way. Yes, he will. Oh, yes. Oh, I know the Lord. I know the Lord. We'll make a way. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, 
heard you. We know that you have. We know that you're doing it now. And you know what you will, and we know what you will do. So right now, whatever it is that's going on right now, you touch right now. You heal right now. You deliver right now. We're looking to the hills from whence cometh all of our help. We know that all of our help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Let me go ahead and thank you now for your healing power. Thank you now for what you're doing this very moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand to your feet. Feel the invitation. For the gospel is death of Jesus covered us from our sins, our failures of what we do now, what we're going to do in the future. will save you. He is currently saving us. And he Lift up holy hands right now. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There are those who, there's one or more who through the hearing of the gospel today want to give your life to Jesus Christ. This is your opportunity. Our preachers are going to come and if you need someone to walk with you, they'll be there to walk with you. Fountain Oh free To Come on, some of the This is your invitation to give your life to Him. In strength and 
and it flows from care. Calvary Mount, mountain. If you will, just lift your voice. That's it. In the Oh, in the oh, be be my glory, my glory, yeah. come on, sir, my Lord, she. Till my give your life to him. Shall find sweet rest beyond the real. You may be seated. Somebody give God praise. Oh, you can do better than that. Give him praise. Give him praise for what he has done in life. Give him praise for what he is doing. And give him praise for what he will do. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for the preaching of the word of God. Oh, we on YouTube and Facebook. I almost don't want to say this, but. It's power in the black preacher. I can, black preacher can take one line of scripture and make you shout on the outside. Is there anybody here that understands God's word is true? He has delivered you. If you're still here, he's done something in your past, but he's doing something right now that the breath you breathe is his breath. But he will deliver. And thank God. For Bishop Jerry F. Hutchins. Thank God. Somebody give God praise for this preacher. Thank God again for allowing us to be in his house. You are the building of God. Amen. 
Thank God that you are part of the church. Amen. And we thank God for all of you, not only that are here, but all of you that are with us virtually. And we ask that you continue, and we want to make sure that all of you continue to and thank you for your stewardship in giving. If you are here, make sure you don't leave today without giving. Amen. Amen. If you're here to give, and if you give virtually, we want to ask everyone to give uh, thusly as they have done in the past. We want to thank God again for our homecoming celebration. Um, thank God for your ability to stay safe. For those of you uh, who have kept distance and safety, we thank God for that, and we ask that you continue on the outside to fellowship with one toward another. Uh, we will eventually, we will be moving from our worship and going into our homecoming brunch. And so I want to thank God for all who will be a part of that and ask that you would be safe on your way home. Has it been good on today? Amen. God has been good and is good. And we want to thank God again for our brother and who has given and spent. Preaching is hard, y'all. And I want to thank God that this preacher did not take lightly his assignment he has to preach again but he poured out everything right now is anybody thank god for that amen we would just rest our feet pastor's there not behind me so thank you rest of your feet will be moving and god be with you till we meet again I'm, I'm so sorry. We do. We have communion today. Amen. Amen. Our deacons are coming. You may be seated. go to the throne of grace. Lord, we come thanking you for the blood of Jesus. Well, we know when Jesus was born, the Bible tells us that there were angels 
in heaven that said, Glory unto God in the highest. Now that peace is on earth and goodwill toward men. Jesus came and lived the very life that nobody could live. But the good news was that he took the perfection of that life and offered it up as a sacrifice for all sin of mankind. Yes, Jesus died that Friday giving his soul to the Father, being buried in Joseph Barra's tomb, stayed in that grave Friday night, Saturday, The glorious news is that Sunday morning Jesus got up all power in his hand. And now we celebrate the fact that he died but he's not dead. And so we don't memorialize Jesus. We lift him up understanding that he's right now at the right hand of the Father pleading the case of every man, woman, boy, and girl, he gave himself for. And so now, Lord, we take the very bread which represents your body. The blood that was shed on Calvary's hill. We take it and now understand that it has worked for us. It will right now work for us and it will work for us. Lord, we thank you for all that you are doing in the midst of this place. We give you praise and we give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen.
Applied glory. I'm singing 
He has done for us. Remember that God loved us enough to give his son. This one verse, the blood that Jesus shed for me, way back on Calvary, the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. Just sing with me that one word. Yeah, yes. Live in this confidence that his blood still works. Yes. Lift your voices. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Yeah, yes. Yes, from day to day, it will never lose. Yes, it's power, yellow. Oh, it reaches.
yes, it will never lose. Yes, it's This is the orders of the church. It's so important. Uh, Deacon Reeves, I see one brother that just showed, just got here. We want to make sure he's not left out. Raise your hand back there. That's right. Somebody just go get him. This is important. Amen. It reaches to the high, yes, mountain. And it flows to the low, yes. From day to day, oh, it will never lose. Yes, it's hard. On the night before Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. And after he had given thanks, he said, This is my body that was given for you. Take and eat all. After which he took the cup and said, this is the New Testament, the new covenant in my blood. Take and drink ye all of it. And as often as you do this, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. We thank God for this opportunity of remembrance. Thank God for this day. This day that the Lord has made, I was sitting there just thinking that we were all really concerned about the clouds and about the rain and just thinking that any moment the rain was going to fall. And it just occurred to me, God was just keeping us cool out here. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Wouldn't it have been a terrible thing to be out here in the hot sun? God is concerned about our comfort. He kept us cool out here. We thank God. Y'all ought to bless the Lord. Amen. He's at work when we don't know he's at work. Let me just thank all who have been a part. Uh, Our anniversary committee has been our Heritage Hall committee. They've put everything together. And I hope that many of you, all of you that will, can stay throughout this day and just enjoy this day with us. God bless you. God, keep you. Thank all who have served. We thank you so much. Uh, are there anybody, is there anybody visiting with us for the first time? You're visiting with us for the first time? I don't want to ignore you. If you're here for the first time, just stand wherever you are. Amen. Amen. We're just glad. Hey. Amen. God bless you. Just happy to have you here at Salem. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. Those who are giving, those who, uh, I know many give virtually, but if there are those who desire to leave your offering here today, uh, just sit those on the corner and one, if one of the deacons, yeah, one of it, okay. Okay, we got the receptacles, okay. All right, there's a receptacle right over here. So if there are those who want to leave your offering, just please leave it 
the receptacles on, on the side. God bless you, and God keep you is our prayer. Y'all bless God for our deacons. Thank y'all so much for your service. God be with you till we meet again. say this, weren't, wasn't it wonderful to have our choir back in, in, in place today? Amen, amen. And not only the choir, it's so good to see our band back. Y'all are on it today. Thank you so much. God bless you. Now may the grace of God, sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. to submit your tithe and offering online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on cash app at dollar sign the church with zeal via the givelify app by mail to salem missionary baptist church p.o box 817 lilburn georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.